Hey everybody, it's here. Hey y'all, it's Deja. And today, I'm just gonna jump right into it. <clears throat> you and I met up with my homegirl and we went to this popular spot in Houston called 5015, y'all. And it's the third ward. And it was cool. I had a good time. I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. I ain't gonna lie. The bartender was fine. There was some baddies up in there. It was fun. Hey. It was it was fun. But a couple things happened that night. Um we got to meet some new people because I didn't know my homegirl. Like, I thought she was just like, I'm, I hate to say it, like, I thought she was just waiting on me up there. Like, <laughs> I didn't know, like, it wasn't brought to my attention yeah. that she was there with other people uh-huh. until we actually got there, um, which is cool. No big deal. Yeah. Like, everybody was cool to say it was a vibe. But um, we got drinks. Y'all know I don't drink. I had a drink. I had to water down. <laughs> I, don't, I don't drink, y'all. They they was they dogged me. They talked about me real bad because I don't drink. But whatever. We had some we had some food and we had a drink and we had some water. And I felt like everyone looked really cute that night. So we took a picture. Yeah. And I tagged my friend in this picture. Okay. And my ex went and followed her. It was leaving, like, what is this? Let me go to his page and see what he left in her comments. Hold on. Because. 5015 was fun, though. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> shout out to all the ballers and the players and deities and everybody else that was up in the club. Yeah, he was even her heart face, heart eye emojis. Oh. And so, let me just give a little bit of context. His name, we're going to call him C. C? Yes. C and I were talking back when I was broke. Like, so long time ago. <laughs> not a, it's not that long. It's like a couple years ago. Like, it's not long. Don't act like that. We were talking a couple years ago, like when I first moved to Houston. Okay. And if my memory serves me correctly, he's maybe like a couple months to a year younger than me. I know he's younger than me. Um, But whatever. And we just was cool. Like, no big deal. Um, He be in my DMs all the time, like, trying to fuck with me again. And no disrespect to him but I'm in a different place in my life and no (laughs) like the answer is no that's as nice as I can put that and so when I tagged the three of us in that picture Uh he goes to her page follows her leaves her heart eye emojis and then proceeds to DM her I had a problem with that. And my issue with that is like, first of all, you a homie hopper. Like, and I know that probably sounds childish, but it's like, now I'm looking at you funny because I already don't fuck with you. Like, 
I don't even know how we ended up being friends on Instagram. Like, I have no idea how long we've been friends on IG. But you blatantly went to my page to click on her picture, to find her profile, to DM her. Like, knowing she kicked it with me. That's a problem for me. Okay. Do you feel as if your homeboy was just watching your page to creep to see who he can get with? Or do you feel as if he was like, yo... I got to talk to her. Damn, the, damn whatever me here had going on because it's not happening anymore. Let me go holler at a friend. I think it's both. The fuck? Like, I already don't post. I post on the podcast more than I post actual content. Um, Like, I post on my Instagram story, but I don't post, like, pictures. Like, okay. posts. I post boomerangs of, like, me, what I'm wearing, how my hair looks, when I'm at work, like, what I'm doing, where I'm at, vacations. Like, I post on my Insta story. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, something that's more current and in real time. So, I I literally post so seldom that I know every single person got a notification on their phone that from Instagram that literally says Kira posted for the first time in a while. Because I get them. Yeah. Y'all post. Yeah. For the first time in a while. So I was very agitated by that. And I feel like it's just too close for comfort. Like, are you serious right now? Like, suppose, like I said, I was fucking with him back when I was broke. So suppose he had a homeboy who was on his shit, like about his business. And I'm sitting up here like, damn, I'm with the broke nigga. I want his friend. Like, he would feel the same way. So why not give me the same courtesy? Like, he could have been like, look, I know that's your homegirl or whatever. Like, no disrespect to you. Like, do you care if I try to slide in your homegirl DMs? But do y'all have that type of friendship or relationship for him to even ask you that? To me, we do because he DMs me all the time. Okay. He DMs me all the time asking my business. And that's why I don't post my business because people are fucking nosy. People are not happy for you. Like we've said on here a million times. People just want to say that they know you or they want to know your business. So when you limit that and nobody has any information on your business, then it's like, oh, well, let's talk about this or let's talk about that. Like, talk to me about some shit that's relevant. Talk to me about something current. Talk to me about some money. I don't want to hear about drama. I don't want to hear about stupid stuff. Yeah. I'm grown. And like... Again, no disrespect to him. I'll kick it with buns. My bitch is not buns. Like, to me, you playing yourself. If she would be playing herself to fuck with him as a downgrade. Let me ask this question. I know you watched Insecure back in the day. And there was a particular scenario that was very similar to this. Issa was talking to Nathan. Nathan ghosted for about a month. (laughs) He then pops up with a birthday present for her. Molly sees Nathan and immediately tells him, you gotta go home. You can't, don't be around her today. It's her birthday, whatever. And so Molly feeling like the good friend that she is for cock blocking, she's like, you know, I did a good thing. But Issa is like, you shouldn't have done that. You should have let him come talk to me and whatever it is between us, 
we could have worked it out. I could have fixed it. And then I could have came back to you to tell you what happened. So and I'm not saying this is the same situation, but I'm just saying in an instance, would you, do you feel like you're the Molly in the situation where you're like, that's my homegirl and you're not going to ruin this. You're not going to fuck up our friendship or me and her friendship or whatever. So you need to stop dating your tracks. Or do you feel like they could have had the opportunity to connect and whatever they could they would have never they would have never had a connection because she's a high income earner. Okay. He is not. Okay. There's not shit to talk about. So it doesn't make sense. Like it doesn't make sense as a high value woman or a highly educated woman to be with a man who is not. And that's literally what I told her. Like I have receipts. Me and her were talking about it in DMs and whatever it is what it is she's gonna hear the episode so is he i don't care it is what it is i'm not gonna sugarcoat it i told her don't waste your time with him he has no money maybe some women like that i'm not saying that she should i mean hey Hey, I'm not a woman who does. I'm just saying. But being that, that's true. But with me and her talking about it, she was like, girl, I curved him. And I'm just like, okay, great. But it's like, I'm trying to, you know, I'm trying to spare her. I get that. Like, me and him, we talked, like, he was cool, whatever. I was at a different place in my life. Yeah. I already know what kind of nigga he is. Yeah. So the least I can do as your homegirl is let you know, don't waste your time, sis. That's very true. Just don't do it. Like Now, if I'm sitting up there telling you from my own personal experience, and his circumstances may have changed. They could. They could have. I don't know that. Don't really want to know. Don't even give a damn to know. But my thing is like, I don't like shit like that. The sneaky behind the back thing. Like, I don't like stuff like that. He could have just Literally told me like like you said, hey, your homegirl. I think she's fine. Whatever. I'm about to try and talk to her, and I just would have been like, okay, great. I would have stayed out of it. But it's the fact that like I'm finding things out. We are thirty year old women. Like, what the fuck are we gonna do with you? Like, again, I don't know what his circumstance is right now. I don't know, but. When you're a certain caliber of a woman, you need a certain caliber of a man. Very true. That's what I'm saying. That's very true. And he's not that. So I just don't like stuff like that. You know, I've been on the on the receiving end of my homegirl doing something like that to me, and vice versa, where I've done something like that and it never works out. You know, so it's like, I don't know. You could be right. Hey, it might work out for them. But in this instance, I've, I've spoken with her. We've had enough conversations for me to know that ain't gonna work. Okay. You know, so it's like, and then it just makes you look messy. I mean, I've, it just makes you look messy and desperate as a man. Like, yeah. Well, there's this one guy that me and you both know from Cleveland. And when he couldn't talk to you, he tried to talk to me. When he couldn't talk to me, he tried to talk to somebody else. And Desperate. You know what? My homegirl, she goes by Samantha. She told me that she's in her mid-30s. Uh-huh. And she was like, she has a love-hate relationship with dating apps because 
sometimes you can tell that a man just wants a warm body next to him. He don't give a damn who it is. He just don't want to be lonely. Yeah. And I get that. Like, I understand what she's saying with that. And I understand that maybe you don't want to be by yourself or whatever, but it's it's how you move. You know what I'm saying? Because as women, if we do something like that, it makes us look bad. And our first concern is, oh, you might be up there sharing stories, swapping stories about me and what I did with you versus what I do with him. And then, like, because niggas do talk about that. Niggas are nasty. Oh, so if y'all is. send up swapping stories, then somebody's going to get mad because it's like, damn, she ain't going to do that to me. Oh, well. You don't bring out in me what he brought, brings out in me. That's, That's why I couldn't do this or that for you. That is true. And I mean, I, I've been in that situation. I had a group of dudes who was <laughs> it's in, the group for me. No, it was, <laughs> I had a group of dudes who was all in one room in one setting, and I had sex with a couple of them. And next thing you know, my name became a very hot topic. And dudes was like, "Oh, she fine." Or, oh, I saw her this and that, and blah blah blah. Well, I fucked her and blah blah. Don't do that to me. But see, that's why I'm very particular on who <laughs> and what I post. Because when I, I my ex-boyfriend, when, when I ran into him at 5015, he's high value. He's a high income earner. He's rich. When I ran into him, the first thing I did was I, you were sitting next to me. And I was like, oh my God, that's him. Yeah. And then I texted her and she was like, why are your face looking like that? What's wrong? And I told her like, that's my ex right there. Like, I thought I saw his car. But I wasn't sure. I had been saying that anyway when we got there. Right. It just so happened he really was there. But I was like, you know, that's him. And she's like, well, why y'all break up? Like, what happened? Mm-hmm. Like, I have to be able to trust you with information. And I have to be able to trust who I bring around you. And apparently who I tag in pictures. And I don't like that. Like, why do I have to always look behind my back and wonder, like, Where's the decency in this? Like, I don't do stuff like that. Listen, you cannot expect you in other people. So the way that you would be a friend to somebody, the way that you would have a certain decency and character about yourself, other people don't have it. Clearly. I because mean, it's just like, to me, it's embarrassing. Like, I... Not to my knowledge, have I had? No, that's not true. Because when I was in high school, I had one of my niggas that got locked up. He was swapping stories about me. And the nigga that he was talking about happened to go to school with me and know who I was. So when one of them got out of jail, he told me. And that that taught me a lesson. Like, oh yeah, that taught me a lesson. That's why I fuck with older men to this day. Because when you're a grown-ass man, you confident. Other shit that people talking about is none of your business. You don't care about that. It's mess. Just like irrelevant. a group of dudes when I was like 19, 20 years old that decided to have a powwow. I had to get on each and every single one of those dudes' heads. And I was like, why is my name in this conversation? Why is this? Why is that? Now, as an older person, like, I try to date older men. That's just my preference. But other men don't have that shit going on. That's what I'm saying. Like, it's mess. It's immature. Like, and that's why I slid in her DMs and had to let her know, like, don't waste your time. Because, like, what the fuck? Like, I'm, I actually think I'm getting ready to block him. Because I'm so bothered. 
I'm literally upset. Like, I'm upset. Like, it's to me, it's not fair. Like, I don't care if he wants to talk to her. I'm just saying he could have came and told me first. And I'm not going to put none of the blame on her because me and her are not, like, besties or anything like that. Like, we're just cordial. We're getting to know each other. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But... I respect the fact that she told me she curved him, but whether she curved him or not, my shoes not with hers, with him, because I've known him longer. I knew him first. Yeah. So it's like, he ain't nobody to be like fighting over or like, I'm too wrong for shit like that. He's, he's no one, but it's just have some tact. If you a grown man, you need to move as such. Like, you need to do something because whatever you got going on is not working. It's giving bum. <laughs> like, I just try not to go hard and say stuff like that anymore because I know people get upset on the podcast when I'm being, like, harsh. But it's, like, it's giving bum. I mean... Bum. Broke. <laughs> giving broke. Listen, am I wrong? I'll just, I'll am I just, wrong? I'll just wrap up my part with this. Everybody looking for love somewhere, and people, that's what Tinder is for. People go with proximity. So T- what? Tinder look for love, Bumble, proximity, Hinge, so. Grinder, like okay, Cupid, Match, the Bar. Go to the bar. Like, really? It's four million people in Houston. You choose to fuck with my whole girl? Four million people in Houston. How do you know that was wrong? I mean, I, I get I ta- it. Oh, I'm, I'm like, no. Be, no, because I'm like, I literally advocate. tagged myself in that picture. I like, tagged all just of us. I'm playing devil's advocate. I'm trying to be fair. I mean, you are being fair, but also it's unrealistic. Like, it's too many people here for you to be sitting up Trying to help me have like what? Then I ran out of bitches in the projects you live in. Ooh, look. Ain't no bitches down here in Acres Home. Look. I'm just wondering, like, look. is it me? Look. Is it me? <laughs> like, it's giving Guns Point Mall. It's giving Brick City Projects. I'm just let's move on. Let's move on. So I want to talk about why I hate baby mama culture. Let's do it. What is this girl's name? Tanya? Irrelevant. No, what is her name? <laughs> <laughs> what is her name? I don't know. Tania? Oh, uh Tania. Tania. Fabulous daughter. That's who, That's who she is. Yes. Oh. Emily B, a fabulous daughter again. Oh. Fabulous knocked Emily B's teeth out, by the way. And told her he was going to kill her father and brother. And it's on video. And they were together for like 15 years, never married, had all these kids. And then when the state was about to press charges against him, he went and married Emily so she couldn't testify against him. That's their daughter. And Tanya? Taina, I think. Taina. I don't give a fuck what this girl name is. T. Her name is T. Her name is irrelevant. 
No, what whatever, I said. Whatever, the, <laughs> whatever this lady's name is. Okay. Whatever this young woman's name is, she has a baby by somebody. Who is it? Somebody. Let me see who this girl got a baby by. Their names are irrelevant in somebody. But somebody needs to understand this. <laughs> like, what is her, like, who is it? G Herbo? What, so. what is his name? I don't even know who he is. Do you know how hard this is for me? I'm clearly, I'm old. Baby, I'm washed. What is her name? I, what is his name? Let me look I, at this I'm looking name. it up. Just, I got it. No, hold on, because now I got to look it up. I got to pull it up, please. No, this is him. G Herbo. It is pronounced Herbo, right? Yeah. Whatever the fuck these people's name is. Y'all know who it is. Y'all know what I'm saying. Y'all know. It's on the shade room. He is having a baby with her. I think for the second time? I guess. Girl, I'm so misinformed. I don't know these people. He's having, I think, a second baby with her. He already got a baby by somebody else. And apparently the chick that he has the baby with looks like Thomas the Train. And no, literally because of the comments they be calling her. <laughs> Don't laugh because it's gonna make me laugh. And I'm trying to get through this as painlessly as possible. Like I'm struggling over here, y'all. Please excuse me. Or whoever this Thomas the Train looking like girl is, <laughs> she got a baby with this man, and the girl that look like Thomas the Train. Is telling the girl that is the stepdaughter of Fabulous, whatever, not to post her son because apparently the baby came back home saying something about, oh, he had a scar or something, and the dad don't be around. The daddy leaves him with the girlfriend that's pregnant, and... I don't know what the tea is, but this Thomas the Train girl must have some deep ass tea because she told whoever's fabulous stepdaughter is, you have however much time to erase these pictures of my son or I'm going to release the real tea on your ass. And the girl took the pictures down immediately. Oh. And I'm just bringing that up to say I hate baby mama culture because this is the only thing I can put together from glancing at social media because it was posted over and over and over again and, like in real time Ew. and I'm just like I'm clearly I'm the old bitch in the club because I have no idea who these people are I know that they have an artist in common some rapper or whatever he's supposed to be I know that they have this man in common they have children in common with this man and their kids are siblings right so they have sisters okay <laughs> <laughs> so for me it's like, this needs to be on the Shade Room Teens. This needs to be on Teen Network or wh what do they have for kids? I don't know what they have for kids. This don't belong on the Shade Room because this is not information to me. So I don't know what to say about that. But I, I say that to say I hate baby mama culture because we don't know what either of these two women, we don't know what their talent is other than they have a, a child by a man that has some sort of talent. Some girl, the one that looks like Thomas the Train, don't look like that. <laughs> the girl that looks like Thomas the Train apparently started a company or something, some clothing line, something that she gets from China or Korea and she, for $2 and she sells it to her supporters 
and they come out leaving comments saying that the shit is low quality quality and it looks bad and she's blocking people for saying her clothing line looks bad and do y'all know why y'all bought the clothes to begin with because she's the baby mama of a nigga that's talented even though talent is to be debated what? it's just like a big circle of a cloud of what it's clout. like a big question mark for me it's a big cloud of clout because everybody's trying to hang on to but people have recently learned the word clout I'm telling you, like, people have recently learned what that word means. Because if it wasn't for that song coming out, niggas would not be using that word. Okay, well. And that's what I'm saying. Like, it takes someone that's talented for people to pay attention. And then anything else that's attached to their name or they know someone of someone of someone of someone, it just becomes, like, they're popular. Why would you buy clothes from some girl who has no talent other than making you pay attention to her because who her baby daddy is? Like, is that making sense? No. What is your talent? It's the same thing with Kim Kardashian. She is well known for being known for being with men who have talent. What is your talent? And then it's like, well, see, well, my talent is making you pay attention. Sleepy. Her talent is sleeping with those men. But that's what I'm saying. Like, I hate baby mama culture because it's no reason that people should be able to become millionaires for literally no reason. People are booking this woman in the club because social media, these teeny boppers whatever, love her because she broke up with her baby daddy and never went back and started a business. So they're paying $200 in the club to see her. Meanwhile, he's going on tour. He can't sell his tickets. He's doing club events. And his baby mama is getting more money for club appearances than he is. Howard! So, in essence, if this was a broke-ass couple, nobody would care. My point is that I don't care. But because it's trending on social media land, I have to care. I know, I don't. Like, I had to literally log out. Like, they're talking about like Russell and Sierra. Russell is the simp for being with Sierra and she had a baby already. Russell didn't have no kids. He's the prize. He's this. He's that. He is square. Russell is a real man and clearly he loves kids. So her having a child means nothing to him. Not like it don't mean anything. Like that's not his stepson. But clearly that wasn't a factor in him deciding whether or not he was going to date her. Clearly he likes her and he accepts her son as his own. So what makes him square about that? Y'all niggas be having a bunch of kids and we can play stepmom, but you can't be a stepdaddy to one of them? Is it crack? Is it me? Damn, man, you can't even be a real daddy to your own To your own. To me, it just don't make sense that you have four baby mamas, five kids, and you steady talking about, I need a woman who's going to be here for me. You got four of them. You have four broken households that you're going to have to answer for one day. One of them kids is not going to be happy growing up in a house without their father. Paying child support and showing up to special days and events does not make you a father. Yeah, putting yourself on a parental calendar does not work. So, again, I just, I hate baby mama culture. And we can go on and on and on and on and on all day with that. And the same thing with, what is this man's name? What, what did that go? Yeah. Or whatever the like I don't know these people. I barely know who he is. Baby, I'm gonna move. 
and and it's like these artists literally are payola they they pay these urban blogs which i hate to say urban but they pay these urban blogs to keep them relevant and that's a page straight out of chris jenner's book because that's what she does black blogs have no reason to be posting the kardashians because they're not black you should not be posting them but they're on they're on payroll I have a question to this, and this might be for another episode, or it might be for an extension. The women who argue, I would rather be a baby mama over a wife. Yeah, we're going to have to extend the episode. (laughs) That's a difficult one for me. That's very fucking difficult for me. (laughs) I know my stance on it. That's hard for me. Because marriage does not have to be permanent. A child is permanent. I have to deal with you whether we're together or not when there's kids involved. Yeah. I have to literally learn how to communicate with you on a whole other level, even after our relationship is over. Yeah. Because we have a kid or multiple children in common. Yeah. Birthdays. Graduations. Sickness. Haircuts, hairdos. I have, to school. I have to talk to you all the time about those things. Back to school, allergies, kids growing. Even down to the jokes you crack. Ooh, girl, you didn't get that from my side. You got that from your daddy's side. Like, like is, is it me? Like, I don't, I don't agree with baby mom culture. Okay, so you don't agree. I don't agree as well. Me personally, I tell any man that wants to be involved with me, I'm going to be a wife before I'm ever a baby mom. But see, here's the thing. And I'm speaking from experience. Being involved with a man whose parents have been together yes. forever. Come on. It's completely different. The, the communication is different. The arguments are different. Yep. How we how we compromise is different. Yep. His tone is different. Yep. His level of understanding is different. Yep. He has more patience. Yeah. He's more forgiving. He is. He gets me. He does. He understands that I didn't come from a two parent household and don't look at me different. Good. He doesn't throw the fact that his parents have been together forever in my face, even though my parents was never together. It's just different. And one of the things that we had to talk about was how we both dislike baby mama culture. And he's like, you know, the shit that my friends went through with their parents or that they go through with their baby mama, their girl, whatever. I can't relate. Yeah. They, I, I don't, I don't get it. I don't know what I, I can't imagine not growing up and not not raising my child in the house with me and, and their mama. And. At my big age, I've never heard a man say that. I've never heard him say that he believes in institutional marriage for what it is and that he's witnessed it on a healthy level. It's rare. You know why it's rare? Because of the white man. Okay. That's really my answer. Don't look like that. Okay. I'm just, it is. I was gonna say because his parents didn't fall into the generational curse of, of the white man. The white man. To sum it up, yeah, it's the white man's fault because 
our families were broken up on purpose. They were. We were we were livestock. We were not humans. We were three fifths of a human. And so we were property. Breeding was breeding for profit, yeah. not for family, not for love. So we have to undo that that curse after being stolen and enslaved and everything else we're still undoing that and breaking that curse today yeah. even though we're the least likely to get married to this day 300 years later technically we're still breeding we are because we're not families we just have a kid somehow some way we got put together and we reproduced and it's fucked up and that's why I have an issue with baby mama culture because literally you fall into the stereotypical trap of what the white man wants you to be. And you're making money off of that now. Because you happen to be the person that has a baby with a man of some sort of talent. And people are literally praising this on the internet. And sometimes, sometimes I just have to log off and live my life. Because something that you said to me in previous conversation really struck me where you said everyone is suffering from imposter syndrome. People are not in real life who they appear to be online. Right. And I try not to fall into that because if I don't have anything going on, I'm not posting. I'll post a meme. Or y'all know damn well y'all don't see me post. Or just <laughs> or Justin LaBoy or whatever his name is, the fat nigga. Like <laughs> he is pretty happy. He is pretty happy. But like I might post something like that, but anything that I'm doing or that I'm proud of, I'm posting because that's my accomplishment or that's something that I've worked hard for. Mm -hmm. If I'm posting that I'm on vacation, it's because I worked my ass off to be able to afford this vacation. Yeah. If I'm posting my new car, it's because I worked to be able to afford it. Yeah. I deserve it. So people being pretentious or perpetrating online or whatever, like, why? And mm -hmm. There was a post from Cardi B on Twitter um, a couple weeks ago, I think maybe two weeks or so ago, and she was like, "Does social media make you feel like you like you you're in a place that you're supposed to be, or does social media make you feel like you're not going hard enough?" Be honest, and people, it was like a, it was mixed. It was mixed reviews, and I know that. When I was uh, when I was working in college, everyone was like reaching out to me and happy for me, and it was great. But like when it comes to me asking for like a mentor or asking for references and stuff like that, like nobody speaks up. Mm -hmm. Like you happy for me, but you don't want to help me elevate my career. Like why? But that's the thing that I've noticed about like social media in general, especially when it comes to like parents. They tend to try to highlight only the good parts, but no one wants to ever talk about the negative parts. And people don't talk about when they need help, especially in our community. No one talks about needing help. It's you do it because you're a strong black woman or you're a strong woman of color or you're a strong whatever, or you fail. You sink or swim. 
And a lot of, of people in our community have that mindset, especially parents. They feel like, look, I got my child to 18 years old. You sink or you swim. That ain't got nothing to do. But see, I talk about that with my mom all the time because I'm like, the upbringing between me and my brother is completely different. With him, it's like, I'm just figuring shit out. And with me, it's like, no, you need to be in school. You need to work work a job while you're in college. And you need to graduate and follow through with it. And I'm just like, it's completely different between me and my brother. Like, I feel like in a lot of times that I have, not just my mother, I'm not going to blame her on this, but I feel like a lot of times I have spoiled him as well because I've made it okay for him to be like, well, I'm lacking in this area. And I'm just like, oh, okay, no worries about it. I'll pick up your slack. Uh And I'm having to learn how to finally cut that cord. And it's causing arguments and disdain between me and my sibling. And from my perspective, it's like, dude, grow up. But for him, it's like, okay, you talking down on me, and I'm not. It's the growing pain. It's the growing pain. Boundary. Absolutely, it's a growing pain. It's a growing and one of the things that I talked to him about, I was like, you know, do you have a kid out there somewhere? And he was like, no. And I said, are you sure? He was like, I'm very sure, because sometimes, not just for him, but sometimes for people in general, it takes for them to have a child to get themselves together. Yeah, and as women, we don't have that luxury. Literally, I have to live with a baby whether I want to or not for 10 months. Now, when the baby is born and whether I give them up for adoption or I raise them, whatever, that's up to me. You know, but for the next year, no, we're together. Yeah. We're we're through this. Yeah. So, you know, it's like, it's hard because people... People want you to elevate, but so much. People want you to do well, but not better than them. Yeah. And that's, excuse me, that's also another thing within single parent households that I've realized, especially with baby mamas, because the mother of the child will expect that the child will do well and, and not follow in the same footsteps to the point where the child will be successful, but when it's time for that child to actually set out and do those things, the parent might feel a little bit of ways about it because it's like, you didn't have a kid when I had a kid. You might have a better career sooner than when I did. But what I'm trying to figure out is like, why is being a single parent as a black woman considered a badge of honor? That shit is not an honor. That's That's not honorable to me. Yes, I'm yelling because I'm, it's annoying. Like, that is not a badge of honor to me. Oh, well, you know, what's the first thing athletes say when they get drafted? Oh, mom, you Shout were there. Mom, mom, she was there. She was at every single game. Mom, you did this, blah, blah, Like, that's not a badge of honor to me. I'm doing what I'm supposed to do. But being a single parent is a burden. And I understand some women, like, saying, like, it's a woman on uh, social media that went viral on a podcast where she was like, I literally refuse to ask the man I have a child with for anything. I would just rather not. I will suffer 
before I call him. And if the post went viral, some people were calling her stupid. Some people were saying I share these sentiments because why should I call him and say me and the baby are stranded just for him to say, okay, let me see what I can do. I'm going to call you back. And then he don't call back. Yeah, I'm stuck. At the same time, why shouldn't you be able to call the nigga when you're stuck? Why shouldn't I be able to call you when our kid is sick? Why shouldn't I be able to call you and say, come get our kid because I need a break? Why can't I call you? Why is it unusual for a man to do more than bare minimum? Why? And that's very interesting because in my own personal experience, when things weren't going as great with my mom, I would go to my father's house. And the first thing she would say to me when I would go is, yeah, go run to your father. Go over there. Run to your dad. And it's like, I don't understand. Isn't that the point of a parent, though? When see, you can't... That she has been bitter for a long time. And I hate to use the word bitter. But, but there's call no her, other word. Yeah. Yeah, for her, there's no other word. She's been bitter for a long-ass time. But that's the that's the attitude of a lot of single mothers who have had to take on raising the child by themselves. By they themselves. become bitter. And so when the child says... I'm going to go to my father. That way you don't have to deal with this. Or I'm going to go to my dad. I'm going to go to my other family. It's like it almost seems as a slap, a in, slap the in the face to the single mom. And it's like you do realize that the child is entitled to another to side both of your family. Absolutely. The child Absolutely. is entitled to having both parents as active in, in their life as but possible. See, yes. I agree with you 100%. But also, I can understand, not just from your mother's perspective, but mine as well. I can understand how they would feel considering they've done all the work. And I have not been shy in reminding our father that our mothers have done the work and he has not. Mm-hmm. Now, in recent years, that has shifted a little bit. But Child support is over. Yeah. So it's easy for him now to go, I can call daddy, I need, I need, I need, I need. Yeah. And he's like, okay, here. But for 23 years, that was not the case. It wasn't. It wasn't the case. And then, like, when we got into a really nasty argument, me and him, regarding your graduation, um, he was like, well, you know, I paid my child support. And I snapped on him so bad that I had to literally get on my knees and talk to God because I was I was sure I was going to get struck down. Like, I'm telling you the truth because, I mean, you know how I am, especially when I get, like, what the podcasters hear as far as my anger or disdain for something is, is 10.01. Yes, like, it's nothing compared to my anger. So I had to explain to him, like, send my mother a check. It's not the same as being a father. Yes, it is. Because it's not. No, it's not. Literally $100. I don't give a fuck if it was $100,000. That doesn't make up for time lost. That does not make up for you physically being there or emotionally being there. It's not the same. It just means that you have a job. You have some sort of income. So a percentage, literally 10% of your income goes to my mother on my behalf. 
let me let me just say this paying money every month is not equivalent to being a everyday parent no it's not but you can't tell men that okay well i'm gonna tell you right now being a parent is more than financial responsibility being a parent who pays money monthly and maybe not even that just pays in general it does nothing for the child's enrichment because the child sees a check with your name on it and not your face and maybe not even that you might be on transport in order for my mother to get some sort of assistance so we can live in the fucking hood that's what I'm saying. Like, men will literally stop working because they're upset that they're on child support. Or they'll go and take a cash job, or they'll take a job doing making less to give less child support. It's literally it's ridiculous. It's a whole system behind this. And one thing that I could not do is sit up and go to a family court begging the judge to do something for me and my baby. I just don't want that to be my reality. And it's a shame that it's a lot of people's reality. It's a shame that we have to cry out on social media or we have to see people crying out on social media because they're out of options. People have to literally put their cash app or whatever out there, make these TikToks or whatever so that they can get money, so they can get something to get home or to get whatever it is that they kid needs. It's not fair. Kids don't ask to be here. They don't. And if a if a nigga is up telling you I don't want a baby, you need to believe him. If a woman is telling you that she don't want a baby, you need to believe her. It's not fair. If you go through with having a baby, and the other parent is like, all right, whatever, get a baby. Anyway. Let me and my family do whatever we need to do so that you know, so we can have our kid. It's not fair that someone feels like the child is. A child created out of betrayal or something like that is a trap. It's not fair. Because then, as the parent, you have resentment towards your kid because you're mad at the parents. Do you understand what I'm saying? It's not fair. It ain't fair. I just hate, I hate baby mama, baby daddy culture. I fucking hate it. I'm just going to do a PSA. Once more, for the people who could not hear me in the back. Being a financial parent does nothing for your child because your child does not care about the money or materialistic things that you paid for. They care for the time spent. And this is one thing I've always told my father growing up. Me and you can sit in a corner with a ball or a puppy and play. And I will be fine as long as you are there. Children need their parents. They don't need all the money in the world. They don't need all the clothes, shoes, and everything else in the world. They need time with their parents. This is not superficial time where you're sitting on your phone and Instagram, Instagram parents. And just babysitting your child, you need to be actively actually bonding. Because there are certain things that your child is going to experience when they are not in your face. And your child needs to have a relationship with you in order to feel comfortable enough to come and talk to you about those things. 
So you just said, I'm going to be real for a moment. There were situations in my life that have happened where I did not feel comfortable to tell my parents. And my dad, he was like, well, why didn't you tell me? Because for a certain percentage of my life, you were a financial parent. All you did was send a check and I didn't see you. So how can I tell you about some of the difficult, hard things going on in my life if I don't see you? And vice versa for my mother. If you're just an Instagram parent or you're always on a phone call with your nigga, if you always run it up and down the road to go see your nigga, you don't have time for to me. be invested Absolutely. into what your Absolutely. child is got going on and what they're going through. Absolutely. And then you're the first person man when your child gets when hurt, goes harmed, wrong. or touched. That's right. You have to be an active parent in order to say, my child is going to have better than what I gave or better than what I had. Absolutely. You have to. As a parent, you have to. Put the extra shit aside. Your child does not give not one damn about Balenciaga tennis shoes at four years old. Absolutely. Your child wants to be outside. Your child wants to laugh and play and grow and have an imagination. And if that is something that you as a parent, I don't care if you're a single parent or y'all are married, you as a parent have to establish this is what we're going to do for our child because you don't want to be that parent whose half whose half their life is over and you're talking about I have regrets because my child experienced such and such and I wasn't there or I didn't catch the signs or I was busy Absolutely. trying to fuck on whoever, whoever at, the time at the time for me that's to right. not notice what not my notice child what was telling. Going on. That's right. That's right. So please, this is just a PSA to all parents, whether y'all are together or not. Do not have such a resentment in your heart for what, however the situation played out. That child is here, and that child did not ask to be That's here. Right. So you have you to invest your forward. emotions and your time, your care, and your love into that child. And if you cannot do that, give your child to someone who, who can. can. Absolutely. There is nothing wrong with that. It takes a village, literally. Yeah. My dog has been with somebody else for two years. Because I could not afford to take care of her. That doesn't mean that she does not have the, all the love in my heart. It just means I wasn't in a position where I could take care of her. Absolutely. I mean, you're right. You know, you have to, at a certain point, you have to grow up. You know you what do. I mean? And uh, the point of me saying these things about me hating baby mama culture is because that's something that's preventable. It is. That is literally a choice. You don't have to be pregnant. You don't have to keep your baby. You don't have to maintain a pregnancy. Those are choices. And if it's something where you decide to go through with it, you know, one of the things my mom told me was I wanted a, I wanted a baby so bad that I prayed about having kids. I was willing to foster. I was willing to adopt. I was willing to do whatever it took. I read the books. I went to the classes. I did this and I did that. And to this day, I have the core of my mom out of the group. I have the, I'm the only one, literally, out of any friend that I've ever had, I'm the only one that has the same mother. Yeah. My mother will will tell you, she used to tell me to stop inviting my friends to, to our house because all my friends had crazy mothers. Yeah. I had one homegirl whose father was very well-to-do. He was a prominent lawyer in North Las Vegas. And the only reason that she didn't have her mother was around was because her mother was dead. Mm. But they were together until her mother passed. Yeah. And so because her father was... A, a, a high profile attorney certain things she just couldn't do because it was she dangerous was, yeah. it was dangerous you know because of the career that her father chose and it's just not fair 
it's not fair to to grow up in a place of normalcy and love and to realize that everybody doesn't have that. It made me feel guilty because holidays, birthdays, graduations, proms, homecoming, everybody wants to come to my house because with my mom, how I was raised, we celebrate whatever your accomplishment is. It can be something small. What are we doing to celebrate? And for my friends to say, I never got that. Yeah. was hurtful to me because it's normal to me to have healthy communication with my parents. It's normal for me to want to spend time with my mom or to want to go somewhere with my mom or to want to do something nice for her, not just on Mother's Day, but every day for no reason, just because. Yeah. But I also understand that it's something that she longed for and she didn't get in her marriage. So when her marriage ended and she moved on and she was able to have and raise kids, it was that much more special to her. Yeah. It meant something. It meant something. <clears throat> it meant something to her to be a mother. For some people, most people, children are a mistake. You're absolutely right about that. And like <laughs> I said, that's that's what I'm saying. Like it's something that can be prevented. There's preventive measures. And I'm not just talking about abortion. There's IUDs, there's birth control, there's abstinence, there's condoms, there's all of the above. There's more than one way to avoid having a child. And to me, I'm just being honest. Statistically speaking, if you have a child and you're unmarried, you're bringing your kid up in a state of poverty. Yeah. And what's the one thing we talk about on this episode, on this, not the episode, excuse me, but on the podcast all the time, getting out of a poverty mindset. Yeah. You have to get out of a poverty mindset. So not like ranting or anything, but we just need to move past this baby mama culture shit. We really, really do. And if that means waiting later to have a baby or adopting and doing it yourself, which I don't really agree with that either because I still feel like kids need both parents, but I get shit happens. But put yourself in a better position first yep. so that your child is not growing up and so that you're not raising them to have a struggle mindset. Absolutely. It's no reason that I have vivid memories of my father struggling. Having to, having to have us sit in the car while he pushed the car because he ain't got enough money for gas. It's no reason for that. It's no reason that I can remember him wanting to go to the grocery store. The car is declining because he don't have enough money because he owes back child support. I shouldn't remember things like that. So for me, what I did was I decided to put an end to that before it even began and just decided to wait and get myself together and live my life first so that when it's time, I don't have those worries anymore. Yeah. Just like with me, there was a point in time where the opportunity for me to have a child was there. And the guy was like, have fun being a single mother. And to me, that was the most disrespectful thing you could have ever said or done to me. Because not only is it disrespectful to me, it's disrespectful to my mother and your mother who were single mothers. But to him, it's not disrespectful because he don't give a fuck. He feels like, well, my mama did it, your mama did it, so what's the problem? It's normalcy. And that's the problem. For me, I had to make a decision in that time. I had to decide, am I going to be a single mother? Am I going to deal with the things that my mother dealt with, that his mother dealt with? 
or am I going to take control of my life? And I decided to take control of my life. And that's okay because you did you did the most unselfish thing you can do. You made a decision for yourself and for an unborn child at that time. Yeah. And I'm gonna keep it real. I would rather not go through with something because that's what's on my conscience than for me to go through with something knowing damn well I should have followed my first mind. Because I didn't want to be the parent that was resentful. I didn't want to be the parent that was struggling. And I made a promise to myself at a very early age that whoever I ended up having a child with was going to be my husband and I was going to be in a better position for my child. But see, people argue that being married does not stop someone from leaving. And it no, don't. no, it does not. We're not saying that. But we're saying that there, wow. are, there are certain protections. There's no protection for almost married. There's not. At least I know that at the very, at the very least, my child was brought into a household that one had a two parent household at one point in time, and two, and there was some sort of love there. Yeah, that there was some sort of love. That there was some sort of stability. That's what I'm trying to ensure with my child. I don't give a damn if my husband leaves. He can leave, die, or whatever tomorrow. Yeah. I'm not saying any of it is what I want, but I'm saying it could happen. happen. And I still have to be a person within myself who has established that love and stability to be able to raise my child, even if my husband is not there. And we're not saying that you don't do that, you know, as a single parent. But what I'm saying is it's possible to be limited. Yeah. It's, it doesn't have to be... Just because things are socially acceptable does not make them right. Excuse me. As a baby mama or a baby daddy, however you want to look at it, I just feel that you put a tighter circle of restrictions on yourself because you've limited your raising of a child to one parent. I just think that it's not fair. It's um, not. Because kids notice that. You know, it's, it's not fair. And eventually, you're gonna have to answer for that. Kids know when they when they go to school and everybody else's daddy is there on Father's Day or bring the parent to school day or whatever. Everybody else got they they daddy mine ain't there. Everybody else got their mama mine ain't there. And what do you do about that? Yeah, you can be honest. You have to be honest. But at a certain age, you're not gonna understand it. No. And then by the time you grow up and you understand what's going on. Now you mad as hell, either with yourself because you feel like, damn, it's my fault my mom or daddy wasn't around. Or you become angry with the parent because it's like, where's my explanation? You know, or or you might make something out of yourself like LeBron and Jay-Z did. As two examples. Their fathers wasn't around. But look at the men that they are today. They didn't let that define them. They didn't let that yeah. stop them. But I'm sure those insecurities came up as soon as the pregnancy test came back. Yeah. Soon as they, as soon as it was time for them to be fathers, I bet you they had all the worry in the world because they did not have a father they didn't have to that look at. Out. As an example, that's right. So with that being said, I can't stand baby mom culture. 